Rams Up, your favorite LA Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our YouTube handle is at LA Rams Up. Hey, we're not insiders here. We're just Rams fans that love talking about our LA Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Episode 218 of Rams Up. And a quick reminder, we're sharing lots of new videos on the YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash at LA Rams Up. That's our channel. Please jump over there and subscribe sometime. Content's a little different over there. It's worth checking out. This episode, I'm going to share the second part of the discussion I had with Tom Quartz the other day discussing all things Rams, the state of the Rams, if you will, talking mostly about draft picks we're excited about, undrafted free agents, and a third part of that discussion coming at you on our next drop. Rams are getting healthy. Joseph Noteboom, Cooper Cup, and Darion Kendrick all returning to practice. Logan Brass, you all saw what happened to his ankle. He is out for a little bit. Overall, the offensive line is really shaping up. Steve Avila, Tremaine Ankrum, Grant Miller all playing well. I saw Cameron DeSilva shared this. Neither one of those three have allowed a pressure this preseason. And we all saw that block by Steve Avila against the Raiders. Man, he looks like he has a little bit of a mean streak, doesn't he? Something the Rams have been lacking up front, I think. Although I don't think I'd want to fight Brian Allen. Personally, I'm hoping Avila sits out this final preseason game and maybe Alaric Jackson as well. McVay may feel like they need some additional snaps to get ready for the season, but I just as soon see them sit. They're both playing very well. They've proven themselves. Let's go get Seattle. One last note on the Rams. Richard LeCount, the safety that was released by the Rams, has been signed by the Bucks. Now, a couple weeks ago, I shared the 41 players that I think have locked down a roster spot. I'm adding just one more. I'm adding Ronnie Rivers. He hit that $514,000 jackpot in poker in Las Vegas during the offseason, and now he hits the jackpot with the Rams, securing the number three spot in this running back room. A few others I considered adding, but I'm leaving it at 42 right now. If you want to see who the 41 are prior to this edition, Go back a couple of pods. Discussed it pretty thoroughly there. Do a loop around the league real quick. Devin Achan, the dynamic rookie running back with the Miami Dolphins, has apparently avoided serious injury. Hurt his shoulder last week. He is day-to-day. And Jonathan Taylor, I had heard he was returning to the Colts. That's what I read in a couple of places. But now... He has been given permission to seek a trade, and Ram fans just say no. Makes no sense trying to go after Jonathan Taylor, not where the Rams are right now. But Taylor, just another running back, not happy with his contract, and there are quite a few of them. Sam Howell looked really good for the Commanders, 19 for 25 for 188 yards and two TDs. He is going to be a winner in that division, I think and putting the focus on the Rams' NFC West opponents. Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, and Brock Purdy all played fairly well last week. 
And you think the Rams struggled against the Raiders. The Cardinals gave up over 500 yards to the Chiefs while managing under 300 yards themselves. And Seattle, good news, bad news. Zach Charbonnet had a 29-yard run. Jackson Smith and Jigba had a 48-yard reception, but he hurt his wrist in that game. Underwent surgery in Philadelphia. His availability in that opener against the Rams, highly in doubt at this time. He is going to be an impact wide receiver in this league. Next Monday is going to be a really interesting day across the NFL. The Rams and all the other NFL teams have to cut down to 53 players on Tuesday, August 29th. Probably over 1,100 cuts in a 24-hour period. They've never done it like this before. And I'll be making my final 53-man roster predictions right after that Bronco game. I'll get that out sometime Sunday on the pod or the YouTube channel or possibly both. Before I get on to part two of my discussion with Tom Kortz, I saw an article about the potential starters the Rams have from this 2023 draft class. They pointed out that Steve Avila and Byron Young are starters for sure. Kobe Turner, if he's not out there on down one for the defense, he'll be in there soon enough, eventually a starter. We have a new starting punter out of this group. And I would think by year's end, very good chance Trey Tomlinson and Puka Nakua could be starting as well. And don't rule out Davis Allen. Down the road, a year or two, he could be our starting tight end. And then there's Nick Hampton and Warren McClendon. They need some time to develop. Don't rule them out. And I don't want to discount guys like Zach Evans and O'Shawn Mathis. That's going overboard a little bit if we're projecting them as starters. But, But a reasonable man could say the Rams very likely have six starters out of this group of 14 draft picks and very likely seven. Not bad. 14 draft picks, seven starters, and a few other guys that could still rise to the occasion and earn starting jobs on this roster down the road. Let's get on with that discussion I had with Tom. Segment two of our State of the Rams discussion. Okay, let's move on to something a little more fun to talk about. And uh, (laughs) let's talk about some guys that we're really excited about. And I I don't know about you, but I'm really impressed with Trey Tomlinson, uh, Puka Nakua. We've all talked about him. And then Davis Allen looked really good last Mm -hmm. night as well as a potential. You know, Davis Allen's probably – I was talking to my buddy who's a big Clemson booster, and uh, I I had to – I told him how great Davis Allen looked last night, but I also said he may not see the field again until 2024 once we get to the regular season. Uh, he could be a future contributor. But Tomlinson and Nakua, I mean, if you're handing out draft grades right now, which I just did earlier this morning, actually, uh, I think both those guys get A's at this point. Uh, how do you feel about these three or any other um, young guys that are stepping up and really impressing you? Yeah, I mean, obviously those guys are are you know, Nakua in the fifth round and Tomlinson in the uh, sixth round um, is uh, are you know fantastic draft picks, right? Those guys are going to start on this team, right? I really do feel like Tomlinson has earned a starting spot 
uh, with, uh, you know, with, with Kendrick, you know, kind of banged up a little bit. And so I feel like, um, I, I, you know, he's going to play a lot. And, and so that's fantastic when you can get those kinds of guys, you know, in the later rounds. Um, yeah. And I, I love, love, absolutely love what, uh, what I saw out of, uh, uh, out Davis Allen last night. And, um, you know, I really, I'm a huge proponent of trying to trade, uh, Tyler Higby, you know, the, the, and, and letting some, letting these, letting him start. Um, apparently Bryson Hopkins is having a tremendous camp as well. Um, haven't seen a lot of film, but you know, <laughs> you let those two guys play. I'm thrilled. Right. And let's, let's see what we can get for Higby. He's not going to be around. The reason I say that he's not going to be around next year, right? right? He's a free agent after this year. And, and you know, my, my, I've been tooting this horn since day one of this season. And it is that this team is playing for next year. And so you know, why take up snaps and, uh, and progression and development from anyone on this team that isn't going to, you know, quite give snaps to anyone that isn't going to be here next year. And uh, so um, actually Hopkins is a free agent as well. So if, if, if that means anything, but he probably would be less expensive to resign than AB. So same thing with Van Jefferson. I mean, we talked about free agents I mean, since we're on the topic. Um, I'm a proponent of, I do think they will, I think they will trade at least one of those guys in the season when somebody, another team has an injury and, uh, and I'm not sure which one, but I, I would be pretty confident that one of those two guys will get traded. Anyway, having said that, yeah, those are the draft picks. Obviously Steve Avila is, is a tremendous, you know, uh, number two. And, uh, Zach Evans hasn't shown much Stetson Bennett, you know, up and down as we, as we all know. Um, and, uh, you know, in terms of maybe a couple other guys, um, McClendon is looking okay. He's had some bad moments. Um, we talked about Turner and, uh, you know, Byron Young and, um, you know, we talked about him as well. So yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. The one guy that nobody's really talking about and maybe we're just all assuming he's the real deal, but I, I haven't been able to determine if that's the case. And that's Steve Avila, you know, plugged in there at left guard. Um, I'll have to go back and watch closely to determine how, what, you know, what type of, le- what level of player is he? Do you have a feeling yet? Oh, 100%. He is, <laughs> you know, the, the saying on the offensive line is, if you, if you don't hear your name, you're doing a great job. And, you know, the cameras are very good. Yeah, and these 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 <laughs> these there's a lot of guys on these NFL crews, and they're spotters, and they always put the camera on the guy that gave up the sack or or missed the you know missed the was in coverage that gave up the the throw, and we haven't you know that guy's has not been had his had his uh, a camera on him or his name mentioned. Have once. you have you seen him uh, blow open a hole yet in the running game? Oh yeah, yeah. He is he is as rock solid as any of our. I mean, he's, I would say he and Alaric Jackson on the left side are are absolutely just killing it. But those two guys are one hundred and ten percent locks, and obviously as is Havenstein. But although he hasn't even played as well, I'd say Jackson's outplayed Haven. You know, Havenstein was was you know has has had has had his troubles so. Um, you know, in that, in the, uh, particularly in the, uh, in the scrimmage, um, the, the live practice, the joint practice against the Raiders. 
So the, those guys, the left side is locked in. And um, I mean, if you're going to move, how, how good do you have to be to move off Noku? And not only at left tackle, but at left guard, where he's way more comfortable than right guard. Like you have to be really good to move off of a, you know, $13 million a year offensive lineman. Right. Okay. Fair enough. I wasn't sure about Avila. I, I don't focus intently on the offensive line during games. It's really difficult to do that. I've got to go back and watch some more. Um, but uh, that's you know, interesting in preseason. I'm really focused on, I actually, that's what I'm watching more than anything is the D line and O line. And, uh, and then, and then watching the all 22, which is so inexpensive these days for any good Ram fan. I just encourage you to go get the NFL plus and in watching the, the all 22, it, it's, it's, you know, six, seven bucks a week or whatever it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it really uh, takes some discipline to focus on the linemen during as plays develop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next topic. Another fun one, I think. Um, let's talk about undrafted free agents and, um, I don't know if there's a lot that really have a shot. Uh, the safety group is very confusing to me. There's what? How do, do you do you think Mike McAllister has a shot at making this roster? You he's, mean um, the center? He's played every snap, I believe. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, we were at the hour. Yeah, I didn't want to. Yeah, you were talking about safeties. Um, oh yeah, so, sorry. Uh, I, I I did no, jump no, there. From okay. there. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, no, I, yeah, that's interesting about McAllister. Uh, he, um, yeah, he's played every snap in both games, and uh, that's very rare in the preseason. Obviously, the reason is because he's the only other center, and he is, um, you know, and they're not playing their other two guys, which are locks for the roster, right? So, uh, no, but he's going to be a practice squad guy. They're not going to keep, you know, What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. It's one thing to keep, um, uh, you know, Shelton, and it's another, you know, who can swing between guard and tackle, but it's another thing to keep Allen, who's a pure center, period, and then another pure center period in McAllister. So yeah. he'll be a practice squad guy. Yeah, I think he's um, he's doing his duty. You know, I, I think it, you're probably right. I think it's a case of, you know, hey, Mike, we're not going to play either of these guys. Could you please just take every snap over these next three games? And uh, then we'll talk about the practice squad. And and the safety yeah. group, what, what troubles me, I shouldn't say troubles me, I'm, the safety group, you know, uh, I assumed Fuller and Johnson were the starters. Then Johnson started yesterday, but I, I could see where they just wanted to get his feet wet a little bit in this defense in a game. I still think those two are the starters. Then you got Russ Yeast and, and Quentin Lake, I think, has made this roster. And I think they're going to carry five safeties. You got uh, Jason Taylor, uh, Rashad Torrance is playing a ton out there. Um, Tanner Ingle, I thought, looked really good last week, and then this week barely played. Um, Quindell Johnson made a play or two. I don't know. Are, are Do any of these guys have a shot at this point, or is it kind of a done deal? Um, they're just evaluating these guys for the practice squad at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's obvious. You know, we know who's going to make the, the 53, right? We know it's Fuller 
and Johnson and yeast and Lake, right? Right. So those are guys are locks. And in terms of, of, you know, snaps, John Johnson, you're right. Just getting his feet wet, played 28% of the snaps. Quentin Lake is just killing it on special teams as well. And, and he played the, um, uh, he played a lot in the safety and he's playing a lot in that, uh, in that dime package where they move the, uh, you know, another a six defensive back into the box, you know, cause he's a bigger guy. And so he's definitely on the squad and showing out. Um, Rush yeast has kind of played about 25% of the snaps in both games, just getting his, his feet wet. But yeah, I think that uh, between, and then you got Jason Taylor who got banged up and didn't, wasn't able to play, you know, last night. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes next week, but I, I'm, a, I'm having a, a sense that he's going to be on the practice squad. Um, Quindale Johnson, Rashad Torrance and Tanner Engel. Um, I just feel like, you know, Engel for sure only played 15 to 20% of the snaps the last two weeks. Um, and I don't think he'll make the, you know, the 53, he'll potentially the practice squad. Um, Rashad Torrance, 50% of the snaps both weeks. They really like him. And um, Quindale Johnson, you know, almost doubled his snaps from 19% to 38% this week. So um, he did double his, his, his snaps. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think those are all practice squad guys, though. Maybe one of them makes the 53, um, but it's definitely Fuller, Yeast, Lake, and Johnson. And then, you know, if there's somebody else that could contribute on special teams, we'll see. What, what about Jaden Woodby uh, as an inside linebacker? Are they just going to carry? It, look, it looks like Hummel has is entrenching himself. Roseboom's on the roster for sure, I think, along with Jones. Do they carry a fourth being, I would assume it be, would be ahead of Square and Anya Labechi? Yeah, I mean, Anya Labechi, his, his snaps dropped from um, 28% to 8%. He only had six snaps this week. So he's obviously on the ice. Mendez, the same, you know, a few snaps here. So those guys might not even make the practice squad. Would be, in my opinion, is going to be a practice squad guy. Um, maybe square as well. Both are playing heavy uh, over half the uh, special teams snaps. Um, but I think it's a pretty pretty well set as Jones, I mean, we know is the lock, the number one guy. And then I feel like they're really comfortable with Roseboom and Hummel. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that's it. And I don't think, I don't see him carrying more than three guys. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, looking through this, um, I, I don't think there's really any other undrafted free agents. I uh, apologize if I'm forgetting somebody, and I probably am. Um, I like to see some of these guys that, like, I don't think Braxton Burmeister has he got a snap yet, and I know he has yeah. no shot at making the team, but like, nice to see some of these guys get, get on the field a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Braxton Burmeister has uh, he had one snap against the chargers and he had uh, i'm sorry one offensive snap and he had um four special team snaps against the chargers he had and he didn't get any offensive snaps and he has three special team snaps against the uh against the raiders so yeah that's a guy who probably uh isn't gonna isn't gonna make that is, he won't make i was kind of pulling for him just to get on the field uh he's a san diego state guy and i saw an interview of him seemed like a, a real affable guy um like to see him get on the field. Yeah, no, love to see these guys get on the field. I mean, it's their moment. They might not ever be on an NFL field. They're dressed in an, they're in an NFL stadium, in an NFL uniform, around NFL players, 
and you know most of them won't ever be there again yeah so yeah it's a you know once in a lifetime experience and you know it's such a it's such a uh uh cutthroat business um and uh you know we just you know oftentimes depersonalize these guys that are naming a number and right and stuff like that but good for them for making it this far you know it's right you know a hard you know yeah, another guy yeah. is the quarterback uh, win. Uh, maybe he'll get a, a series next week. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. he hasn't he hasn't seen the field yet either. Yeah, and and that's one of the fallouts of only having three preseason games. If you had four, you know, there's going to be a time where a bunch of these guys just uh, it's kind of like the basketball game in college where you know uh, thirty seconds left, the coach puts in all those guys that haven't played in in 10 weeks. And it's always nice to see. Yeah. You know, um, the flip side of that though, is that they're not doing uh, incremental cuts. Right. The, right. Uh, you know, so last year, I think, or in the previous years, it was, what was it like five cuts after the, after week one, another five cuts after week two or, or something like that. And then week three, there were 15 or something, I don't know, 10 or 10 cuts, maybe, and then the big cut after week four this year, you know, you keep all 90 guys um, and they, you know, for all three weeks. So, you know, I don't know which is better, but, you know. Yeah. And like, that means uh, hopefully my math is close here um, on in at one moment, about 1200 players become available. Yeah. Yeah. I did the math. I think it was like 11. If, if everybody had 90 and I, I mean, yeah. Rams right now only have 88. So yeah. Um, but it's going to be some. I think it's going to be end up being somewhere around eleven hundred and fifty yeah. uh, players are cut on one, and and then instantaneously, all of those teams are trying to fill their sixteen man practice squads and uh, and resign guys, and right. um, and so you know it's it's and it's unlike the UDFA contracts, those those practice squad. Uh, contracts are set in stone in terms of what you make. You know, it's a little more for guys and a little more. And I think it's, years. I think, it, and it's very likely based on what we've discussed and some of the things you've pointed out. Very good chance that there's a couple of defensive linemen that become available that the Rams jump on for their active roster. Well, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. This is the first time, and it's a new thing. We've never seen this many players get cut um, at one time and uh, yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to have some, a little bit, have some fireworks and some surprises um, that are really unpredictable. Okay. The last topic, I kind of go pretty quickly, I think here, and this is draft picks that might get cut. And I really only think there's two, when I say cut, they'd end up on the practice squad. One is obviously Mathis due to his unavailability and it's kind of a shame because I think they really loved his athleticism. Um, maybe they try to protect him and keep him on the 53, but that's going to be tough. And the other one is the Mr. Irrelevant Johnson, who I think has looked okay at times, but I just don't know, you know, like you've always, you have said they're going to keep six defensive linemen. And if that's the case, uh, Johnson needs to, needs to start stepping up if he's going to make this team. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think so. And I think Jason Taylor has a, a, a good, you know, a chance of being cut. Yeah. He'd be the at, third. Yeah. Yeah. Add one more. 
but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, not the end of the world with uh, 14 draft picks and 11 making the squad. That's a, a pretty good haul for a team. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if if um, anybody else picks those guys up. But, uh, you know, the Rams typically over the last couple of years have not had any of their cuts uh, down when you're cutting down to the 53 get picked up by other teams. They've been able to re-sign all 16 or, you know, all 16 of their uh, preferred, you know, practice squad guys that were with them in the past. And they also don't typically reach out to other teams um, and try and sign guys off of other teams as well. So, uh, it, you know, in terms of right away. So, you know, it's, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens this year, but yeah, I think 11 out of 14. Yeah, not bad. Um, and I think, like I said, uh, I did a, a little video this morning on my, um, uh, preliminary, very premature draft grades at this point, how I'm feeling about this, this draft and not bad. It's really not bad. I got a lot of B's, a couple of A's and potential for many more A's just have to see how they pan out. That's going to do it for this episode Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe. Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan and Crimson Fly by Hamama. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plastic-free 305.